Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of Acts chapter 17. Here's Pastor Ryan. The book of Acts chapter 17, we will be beginning in verse 10. And Father, we come before you again this morning just to thank you and praise you for all that you've done and all that you're doing in our lives. You are the true God of Israel, the maker of heaven and earth, Lord, the one true God. Father, have your way with us as we study your word. Holy Spirit, move in our hearts this morning like only you can. You were given uh, to us who believe in Jesus Christ. You were given to us, your church, so that we can be guided by you, instructed by you, convinced by you, changed by you. And so, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit God, have your way with us. I can do nothing without you. Pour out your grace. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. All right, so in Acts chapter 17, we have a phenomenal story of Paul the Apostle and his merry men, his his traveling buddy, Silas, Timothy, Luke, who is the writer of, of the book of Acts, the Greek physician. Physicians were slaves back then, but it's Luke who, who has written the book of Acts. And in our story, uh, Paul and his men um, have just... Uh, Paul and Silas have just escaped from the city of Thessalonica, uh, which is in modern-day Greece. Uh, the Lord has taken these guys all the way to western southern Europe in order to preach the gospel. And we were told that many of the Greeks there believed unto the Lord, that many of the prominent Greek women believed unto the Lord. And though he, he preached in the synagogue there for three weeks, very few of the Jews were persuaded that Jesus Christ was indeed the, the Christ, the Messiah. And so the Jews who were not persuaded persecuted the believers there in Thessalonica. They hunted down Paul and Silas but could not find him, so they went to the house of Jason who was probably sheltering them at some point, and arrested him and the other brethren. And they took them to the magistrates. They took them to the, to the city officials. And 
like we spoke about last time, Thessalonica was a free city. It was, yes, under Roman authority, but it was just one of those cities where, where it was the local Grecians that were able to take care of their affairs that were under their jurisdiction, the smaller affairs. And so, you know, they said to the magistrates, these guys are preaching a different king and are not adhering to the decrees of Caesar which is such a blessing to receive that in our, in, in our scriptures because we're living at the same time with governors and presidents and kings and people around the world, leaders, who are, are trying to forbid really Christians from worshiping the Lord in the manner in which our king has prescribed for us to do so. And so it's neat to see their, you know, this accusation against them 2,000 years ago, and here we are, nothing has changed. But uh, because of that persecution, we read in verse 10, Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And so Berea is about 45 miles southwest of Thessalonica. And so it was, they were sent there by night. And the reason being was because of the persecution. It truly was dangerous for Paul and Silas in Thessalonica. They knew this. It was dangerous, right? You don't take off by night unless it is dangerous. And it was dangerous. So they snuck him out of Thessalonica. And, and so we see Paul really and his men facing heavy persecution throughout Paul's missionary journeys. In his first, in his second, and in his third missionaries. And this is his second missionary journey. But he faces heavy persecution, and what he does uh, in Berea, it, it's not surprising. It says that when they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. So he's going to continue doing what he has been doing in the other cities that he went to. So though there was heavy persecution, he left by night. Paul the Apostle keeps on going when the going gets tough. And I think his life story is there for us to learn from, to be exhorted from, edified be built up and be reminded of our christian heritage our christian heritage is our lord and king jesus christ who suffered a terrible death on the cross for our sins and on the third day he was raised from the dead and is at the right hand of the father interceding for his followers for you and i his disciples his apostle his apostles in the early church they went preaching this truth about the cross everywhere and people had an opportunity to be saved this is our heritage it wasn't easy jesus said it wouldn't be and paul the apostle time and again and his men got persecuted but they moved on to the next place and continued to preach jesus christ and him crucified he didn't stop and that's a word for us this morning he didn't stop preaching just because uh, things became dangerous things became hard no matter who tries to stop you and I from preaching Jesus Christ and worshiping him, we must never stop. That's the message of the church today. We must never stop. Maybe some of us in here or maybe some of us watching or listening need a start, let alone not stop. Paul would write beautifully about the reality of his persecution throughout his epistles. I mean, you talk about 
getting beat down for the Lord, getting abused physically. Not to mention, he said, above all of this physical persecution, above it all, it's this constant care for the churches. It's like worse than the beatings, the spiritual attacks upon his life. But he would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 12, he says, we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Paul says he's always carrying around the death of our Lord within his body. Always that mentality, that, that consciousness that Jesus died. Lest we try to live a too careful life. Lest we try to be too self-preserving. Now, I'm not saying not to be careful, but you know what I'm saying. The heritage of our church, of Jesus Christ, was one that we understood there would be dangers. That we, one, that we understood that we came to know the Lord. If they hated him, they would hate us. To the understanding that he sends us out like lambs amongst wolves. To understand that when we follow him, we're, we're in the world, but not of the world. Carrying the reality of his death in our in our bodies that we might also live his resurrected life. And we have lost, so many of us have lost our courage in that reality, in the church as a whole. We're not carrying around the reality that our Lord didn't play it safe, but endured the cross, despising the shame, just took it for us. And it's time for us to take it for him. And it says here, that uh, the Bereans, he went into the synagogue of the Jews, and these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many believed. And so here's that beautiful point where God says, through Luke, that the Bereans were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. Now, in the King James Version, it says that they were more noble. And the King James Version, the oldest, the oldest school Bible, that's the one that, that gives us a better reference, the better translation. They were more no, noble than those who heard Paul in Thessalonica. In the NIV translation, it says that they were more noble in character. Well, what made them more noble in character? It says here that they received the word with all readiness. This means that they received the teaching of the word of God eagerly. They were eager and excited and enthusiastic to just receive more of the teaching from Paul. And I'm wondering if we still have that kind of love, that kind of passion for the word of God in our lives where we come to this place when we come to the house of the Lord with a readiness and an eagerness of mind and heart to receive what the Lord might bring to us give to us or has our love grown cold 
which were warned in Revelation, let you know you have left your first love, the Lord would rebuke the church. And so we don't want to be that. We want to be those that are eager to hear the word of God as if it's the first time, you know, the first day that we got saved. Remember how passionate and how excited we were the things of the Lord. We wanted to hear more and more of, of, the, of the word of God. And I believe that this is the case with a person that is born again. A person that is born again has this supernatural eagerness for more of Jesus Christ for more of the word and I and I Lord help us not to lose our first love to to lose the zeal because our Lord remember he said zeal for my father's house has eaten me up concerning him flipping over the tables because the church was filled with hypocrisy the church leaders or the temple rulers the leaders there were ripping the people off not caring for God's people and so the Lord had this zealousness for God's house. My house is a house of prayer. You turned it into a den of thieves. And that statement can go around the whole country and the world with the, these prosperity teachers, man. You know, and who just hit people up for money all the time. We need a passion for God's word again. The Bereans were more nobler in character than the Thessalonians because they had an eagerness to receive the word of the Lord. Do we still have that? And if we've lost it, how do we get it back? I believe it's through prayer. We cannot love someone who we don't know. And we have an opportunity as Christians to know the Son of God, to have a close relationship with Him. Not a religious one. He doesn't want a religious relationship with people. He wants a personal relationship with Him. So we get to go before Him in prayer and say, Lord, give me a hunger for Your Word. Give me an eagerness for Your Word. Give me a readiness of mind for Your Word. I wonder how many of us have prepared ourselves to hear the word this morning. That before we even came here, we were seeking the Lord this morning and saying, you know, the Lord, you want to speak to me. You have something to say to me in your word. Ready my heart and my mind. Give me a passion and a zeal for it. I know no other way. As a pastor, I have to pray for passion. I have to pray for a zeal. I have to pray for a greater hunger and a thirst for his word. Because our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know them? Our hearts, they stray. So we have to put our heart in check, which the Bible says, you know, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring forth the issues of life. The psalmist cried out to God, unite my heart to fear you, because my heart's all over the place. But it needs to be in the word of God. We need to be like Bereans today, who come into this house with an eagerness to receive the word. Jesus said in Luke 8, verse 18, write it down. Therefore, take heed how you, hear, how you hear. For whoever has it, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Are we still taking heed how we hear? Or have we become so prideful in our spirituality that we think, oh, you know, it's, it's just nonchalant when we come here. There's not a real readiness or expectation. I want to have more nobility in character. And part of that is coming with an expectation heart, ready, rested to hear the word. As much as possible. I know some of us have kids and crazy jobs and stuff. But you know what I'm saying. Give God your best attention when you come here. 
And so they were more noble because of their readiness of mind. But look, it also says that, they, that these were more fair-minded and that they received the word with, re- with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. And so they were more noble because they searched the scriptures daily to find out whether or not what Paul the Apostle was saying was right or not. They didn't just take Paul the Apostle's word for it, guys. They studied the scriptures themselves to see if the things that the Apostle Paul were saying were true. That made them more noble of character in God's eye. That made them more fair-minded. They were students of the word of God. And, that's, and God described these students noble. That's who they were. We are commanded by the Lord as Christians to study the word of God. And I would say daily. Daily. To study the word of God. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, the version from the King James I'm going to read to you, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We're called to study. The Bereans studied daily. They searched the scriptures daily. And we need to be the same way. I believe that God sees yours and my study time. He sees how we seek him. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open to you. Does he not say that? And he doesn't force anybody to have a relationship with him. If we don't want to seek him, God says fine. His heart is broken, but he says fine. And one day those who deny him will have their fill. Study to show yourself approve unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When does shame come? For a Christian, when does shame come? When does our walk with God suffer? When does a Christian get caught up with carnality and sin? Is it not when we neglect to study the scriptures? I am bound and I love the word of God it has upheld me for 21 years you give me a church that is filled with carnal people and 9 out of 10 times that church is not teaching through the scriptures and the people are not like Bereans they're just there to get entertained let's go to the movies if we're going to get entertained Let's go to a ball game to get entertained. But let's come to church to get fed the word of God. We need his truth to change us, to mold us, to shape us. And he's not uh, partial to his word. He says, don't just be a hearer of it, but a doer of it. What good is it if we read the scriptures and study and not do them? But carnality, nine out of ten times, the reason why a Christian's carnal all about the things of this world, they don't really study the word of God like they need to be. They're not honoring it. They're not adhering to it. And many are immature within the body of Christ as a whole, as a church, because they're, they're not studying the word of God. In Hebrews chapter 5, write this down, verses 12 through 13. Paul would write, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. 
But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I mean, what does it say? There's this this word from the Lord that there are some who by this time should be should be mature, but they're still babes. They can't eat solid food. They can't go deeper in the things of God. They need milk still. They need the first things again. Stop, you know, repent, give your life to Jesus, and start walking with them. Study, read, which is the same thing, fellowship, pray. Those are the, ba- those are the fundamentals. It's crazy to me how you can meet a brother or sister in the Lord, and they've been a Christian for many years, and they don't do those fundamental things. Can you really go deep with them? You can't. They're still not doing the baby steps. They still don't go to church. They still don't read their Bible, and they still don't fellowship or or pray. I mean, they'll never mature. It is impossible. It is written that we cannot mature without the word of God. And us being students of it like the Berean, we ain't growing nowhere. We're not. And how can we balance our life spreadsheet that way? How can we balance marriage? How can we balance being parents and grandparents? How can we balance the crazy world we live in and the crazy country with the corrupt politicians and media? How do we balance if it's not with, with, without studying of the word of God? God is an equal opportunity God. I didn't become an expositor of the word of God overnight. It took a long time of daily learning to be faithful in the little things. And God added and God added and we grow. People ask about discernment and having more discernment and how do you get it? Well, it's adhering and studying the word of God every single day. If you're one who skips days in the word of God, it's not going to move you. You know what's going to move you? The weather, the wind, the media, whatever Hollywood tells you, whatever your friends tell you, whatever your family tells you, whatever anyone tells not the Lord. The Lord only moves us through his word. Many are carnal because of their lack of adhering to the word of God. Their minds are not mindful of the things above, but on earthy things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Paul says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? He said mere men, as if you're not like other people anymore. You're acting like mere men. Mere men are telling you how to worship God now? Mere men are telling you not to go to church now. You're listening to mere men. We have the king of kings living in our hearts. They do not. They have everything you need and have nothing that they can give you. A practical way of, and I haven't said this in a long time, but here's a practical way. We need to get back to this in church. When I got back, when I went to church, when I got saved, everyone at Calvary Chapel was sporting this notepads, pens. You know, the other crazy thing they had was these. And you know, you can, you can use your phone all day and night. But here's the deal. When I came in, it spoke to my heart 
the reality of the church I just walked into. That the people in here take their studying serious. And that I have failed as a pastor to remind you guys the importance of bringing your study materials to church on Sunday and Wednesdays. Unless, of course, we're here to be entertained. I learned just by walking into a Calvary Chapel, these people take their word of God serious. And that's what the word of, that's what Calvaries were known for. People of the word. Because we go through the whole Bible and a lot of churches teach from the Bible, but they don't teach through the Bible. We go through the whole shebang, shaboom, including Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. <laughs> and, and we love it too. You know, people come in, believers, non-believers come in. They see us on our phones with our Bibles on the phone. Maybe, maybe they don't see that. Maybe they look aside and they think you're checking your texts or your emails. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Cherubim, above.